0: continue the message today, the season of joy. I have a lot of things to say, and I hope I'll be able to say them. Amen. You know, when you are given one hour, one hour seems like small, very, very short. And then one and a half becomes even short. <laughs> Two hours is still short. No wonder God gave us eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you last Sunday, there the are words that you need, not, you need to pay attention to during this season. And that's rejoice, celebrate joy, the joy of the Lord. Like the song we've sung here, rejoice. Rejoice is a command. It's not even a feeling. It's uh, it's, it's acting on the word of God. What the word of God says, you act on it and you experience the results. God is ever faithful to keep his word. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23 uh, again. I read a few scriptures there. Uh, Let's see if Leviticus 23, being in the season that we are in, I won't read all the scriptures, just some few scriptures. Verse 33 says Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The 15th day of this seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. And then he says this in verse 37. He uh, says, uh, these, are, these are the feasts of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be the, to the holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering, and a grain offering, a sacrifice and drink offerings, everything on its day. And then he it says, it's besides, that is verse 38, besides, in other words, is above what other, others, was what, the word I was looking for? Besides. Let me use besides for now. Besides the Sabbath of the Lord, besides your gifts, gifts besides all your vows and besides all your free will offerings which you give to the Lord, and then verse thirty, verse forty, it says, "And you shall take for yourselves on the first day, uh, the, the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice." Before the Lord for seven days, you see that word. They rejoice. In verse forty-one: You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever, a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You see the word celebrating there. And then, and then he says there. So Moses, verse forty-four, declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. We are going to look further I- into that. Now, now look at this then. Uh, so, I think it's such an assumption for the body of Christ uh, not to pay attention to the feasts of the Lord. It's an assumption. Why is that so? Leviticus 20, 23, verse 44, we have just read. So, Moses declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. He said, He declared to the children of Israel. And he says, uh, 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 the feasts of the Lord. So Lord himself, the Lord says, these are my feasts. We see that. And Pastor Carla has taught here over the years. Now, look at, let's, uh, let us look then uh, at, at briefly the history of God, God's dealings with man. We know in Genesis chapter 12, he chose Abraham. And then changed his name to Abraham. And out of Abraham, there came the nation of Israel as God had has promised Abraham. In other words, God kept his promise to Abraham. You remember that in Genesis chapter 12, that he called him and he says, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And in you, all the nations of the world, of the earth shall be blessed. All right. All right. You see, if I was a teacher in the classroom, when I say, all right, you, you answer like that principle you are being told by. Okay? Or else you kneel down. All right? Okay. Now, look at this then. So the reason God chose a covenant people, this is a very important thing to realize and, and to, to take to heart, the reason God chose a covenant people was that through the, them he might preserve a, generation, a righteous line through which man's redeemer would come. I'll say it again. The reason God chose a covenant people was that through them, he might preserve a righteous line through which man's redeemer would come. Remember, he gave a promise even after the fall of man, at the fall of man in, in the garden of Eden, he gave a promise of the Redeemer of man. Remember that? Now, which, which the Bible says, uh, God spoke and said, the seed of a woman. That's what the Bible says, I think it's Genesis chapter 3. We also, we also see him, God delivering his covenant people from slavery in Egypt. Those, this was during the institution of Passover. I'm going back a little bit to look at this feast coming from Passover and, of course, the Pentecost and what we are in, in the Feast of Tabernacle. It was during the feast, this feast that our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, was crucified. He fulfilled it in details, the feast of that season, which we see is the season, uh, the spring season, is the Feast of Passover, unleavened bread, and the fast fruits. We know that already has been fulfilled in details. And then... And then only through him, talking about Jesus... Okay, let me say this. We see his death, burial, and resurrection. His death, burial, and resurrection. Only through him, Jesus, are we known by God. In other words, we have covenant with God only through Jesus Christ. You and I had no God in this world. Let's go quickly to Ephesians chapter 2... From the, from the NIV translation, just to emphasize that. Are you a Jew? No, we aren't. We aren't. Not at all. It in, in, in says in verse uh, verse 11, Ephesians 2, 11 says, Therefore, remember, <laughs> don't forget, remember that formerly you are Gentiles by birth. And called and circumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that time you were separate from Christ. Every single one of us, we were separate from Christ. Excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise. Listen to this without, this is to anyone who's not born again, this is your condition. But there is hope in this. This is your condition, though, though, without hope and without God in the world. And many times you hear people say, but we are all children of God. No, we aren't. As many, John 1, 12, as many as received him... Gave we the power to become children of God Not everyone who's being created Not everyone on this earth is a children of God There is a potential by accepting Jesus Christ But being born on this earth You don't become a child of God Being born again through Christ You become a child of God So let's settle it Okay So not, yeah, we all You hear people, you tell them about the Lord and Say We are all children of God No, we aren't We aren't. We are not. We were without hope and without God in the world. But now, thank God. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. This is who we are. We are now children of God. We've been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace. Who has made the two groups one and had destroyed the barrier, the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with his commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. Do you know one new humanity in Christ? A new creation. That's one new humanity. It's a new creation. As long as you become, we, we are in Christ, it doesn't, matter your, it doesn't matter your color, your tribe, your gender. We are one person, a new creation, out of two, thus making peace, and on, and on, and on, and on. All right? So that is, uh, in a nutshell, of now how we've been brought in, in covenant with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How will you then not remember the, to celebrate this feast by faith? Look at this. We are children of Abraham by faith. We found that in Galatians chapter 3. We've come into the kingdom of God by faith, through grace, and know that not of ourselves. It's not our works. Look at this. Everything we do in the kingdom of God is by faith. Because without it, it's impossible to please God. So how do we do? our celebration of this feast or uh, to, to remember or celebrate this feast is by faith. Under the law? No, we are not under the law. Never have we ever. Uh, have we ever been under the law? We are in Christ. We are in Christ. This demonstrates God's love and faithfulness to man he loves. Let me tell you something. God loves you. That's the only thing, that, that's, the only, that's what moved him to send our Savior Jesus Christ, his love. He loved us. He says God loved the world so much that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. So the only, th- the, what, what, what you can look at from all this is God demonstrating his love. And he's brought us into his kingdom. People who are living on this earth without him and with no covenant... Our father had been the devil and his pleasure. We we, we did. I don't know about you, but even if you are in church and never gave your life to Christ, you are just like me, a son of the devil or a daughter of the devil. No difference. We are all heading to hell. All right. But thank God for Jesus. We no longer. We have been brought in Christ. We have accept, accept, accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And you have not, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, he's an opportunity. He loves you. He's calling you home. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 to 8, talking about still that feast of uh, Passover. I'll go through it quickly. Verse 7, it says uh, this, Therefore, purge out the old leaven. That you may be a new lamp, since truly you are unleavened. For indeed, our Passover, our Passover was sacrificed for us. So he's talking about our Passover is a person. Our Passover was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Not with this, with all leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of Mark these two words, sincerity and truth. So he's saying here, Christ, our Passover. Is he in you? Is he in you? You ought to celebrate them. He's in you. After his death and resurrection, Jesus tells his disciples to wait for the promise of the Father, who is the Holy Spirit, and you find that among other scriptures. But let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. Acts 1, 4 to 5. He says this, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which you said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from Now, so he calls the Holy Spirit the promise of the Father. When did he die and buried and resurrected during the feast of the Passover? Of course, unleavened bread and the first fruit. And look at this, then he says, Don't leave yet. He ascended to heaven. He says, Don't leave yet, wait for the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit, and, and then in Acts chapter two, verse one to four, it says, "On the day of Pentecost, Pentecost had fully come. They were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared for them to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each other of them, and they were all filled." With the Holy Spirit. I always, many times, I get people who ask like, is it the will of God for all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. If you are born again, yes. Yes. But I've never spoken in tongues. You can Even after this service, you can come and come to the ministers over here and we'll lead you in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's for you in our generation. they all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Listen to that verse one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. So we see it's a feast of Pentecost. That we are seeing God's pattern in this feast. All right? We're seeing the redemption of man, uh, the, 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 the death of uh, the institution of I mean, the the redemption of man. man. We see Jesus' death. We we see him on the cross buried and then raised the third day in that feast, which I already talked about. And then we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming on earth upon the disciples on the feast of Pentecost. The message translation says this, when the feast of Pentecost came. That same verse. Listen to to Messianic Bible, it says this, now when the day of Shavuot had come. You see that? So actually, it's showing us the, the, what is happening here, uh, a significance of bringing in salvation through the death, a burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we see, uh, 50 days later, we see in the Feast of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which actually is the inception of the church, as you know it. How then can we, as the body of Christ, not pay attention to this feast? Brought us redemption, brought us the, the infilling of the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the inception of the church. How would you not then pay attention to this feast? Now look at this then. Uh, which you know as the Feast of Pentecost or Shavuot or weeks. A very significant season of the church, the inception of the church as you know it, which is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Actually, what we see in the day of Pentecost is the fulfillment of the promise of the Father to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Praise God. Do you remember in Genesis, I think Genesis chapter 6, He says, My Spirit shall no longer what." Strive with man for his only flesh, but look at this: Christ's death, resur- death, burial, and resurrection. Man, man who has accepted Jesus Christ is no longer just flesh, but is a new creation that actually opens the door for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you are a new creation, yes, you qualify to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now think about this then, having said all the Pentecost, uh, the Passover and then I've said the Pentecost and my next question will be what about Feast of Tabernacles which we are in whatever, I mean it's just concluded on the, on the 9th on Friday evening what about it? I'll make a statement here. If we see the significant manifestation of the will of God in the two feasts I've talked about, then we should approach this feast, the feast of tabernacles, with great expectation. That reminds me of a person like Simeon and Anna the prophetess. You remember, they were in the temple. The Bible says Anna uh, was ministering to the Lord with Fasting and prayer, looking uh, looking for the what? The redemption or the consolation of Israel. She was in the spirit anticipating for the promise of the father. What about Simeon? Simeon, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he was not going to die until he saw the redeemer. And he saw a small boy, Jesus. And he says, Lord, I have seen now the salvation of Israel. Let your servant depart in peace. While others saw a baby, he saw in the spirit. That is a what? That is a spirit of faith. That is a spirit of expectation. So this is why I'm, 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 I'm talking to you about that. If you've seen what happened in the feast of uh, Passover and, and in the... In the spring feast and the summer feast then in this fall feast what we need to do is this we need to approach this feast with great expectation listen we need to approach it in faith in faith <laughs> let me use let me use a term here that you've ever heard of a term that using "chochote kutendeka. you understand that anything now can break forth. Anything now can break forth. Hallelujah! If I, if you are told in the next one hour, between twelve and one o'clock, I'll be sending someone. In during that hour, I'll be sending someone, and they are coming to you with five hundred million Kenya shillings. When it reaches twelve o'clock or well before, not twelve, it doesn't reach twelve. From the time you are told, and you are told where to wait, you'll be standing, looking, and spinning around all the time. Because anything now, any time from now, you will be five hundred million Kenya shillings richer. So you, you know, you, you may have someone trying to uh, to distract you, and your 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 thing is no, shut up. Anything from this time, something is about to happen. Listen, we approach this feast in that manner. Anything from now on, anything great, bigger than you've ever known, can break forth and change my life forever. During the feast of Passover, we say we see mankind as he knew it, being completely changed through the manifestation of the Son of God. And we see the same thing happening in the Feast of Pentecost when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came. All who had gathered in Jerusalem, they looked and saw these men are different. They started saying, we know these men are uneducated. We know these men who are fishermen over here, just ordinary men. But look at them. When the Holy Ghost came upon them, these men are changed. <laughs> now, if we look at that feast, the feast of, uh, of uh, tabernacles, and we're saying, anything from now can change. Listen, it removes you from an ordinary life. ordinary people don't expect anything extraordinary. They are ordinary. They are ordinary in their thinking. They are ordinary in their talk. They are ordinary in the approach of things. But let me tell you something. A person with great expectation, they are not ordinary. They might be now, but they are expecting extraordinary things. They might be now, they start speaking extraordinary things. They might be now, but they are about to change. Why? They have great expectation of the will of god that's what i want you to get that's what i want you to go with that's what the lord wants you to rise up in your spirit and don't accept that october just gets to the end of it and we go to november and we go to december and you're looking you don't know if covid 20 will come in 2021 because you've come from covid19 what about covid20 Say no. I, I, ex, I expect for the will of God to manifest in my life. 2020 is a year for supernatural increase. That should be your, your, your song. That should be your dance on Monday morning. That should be your dance on Tuesday morning. That should be your dance on, your dance on Friday do you know what will happen? You'll make it easy for praise and worship team here on Sunday. I thought you were going to shout. <laughs> you want it to be harder or easier? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Now look at this. Then if that's the case, then we anticipate it with, with great, with great we, we, we look at Feast of Tabernacles with great expectation in faith. and listen to the, another one with the joy. With a joy. come on, people! If you are told from uh, be expectant from twelve to one o'clock, you're going to get uh, some half uh, half a billion shillings. Will you just be seated? I believe that mask will get lost, cause you've danced until it snapped off your ears and until it's flying somewhere. You look for it after one o'clock, or? You may choose to look. Are they selling any mask for 20000 <laughs> Why? Because of the joy that has hit your heart. Because you know, listen, we know God is faithful to fulfill every promise. Oh, my goodness. God is faithful to fulfill every promise. Listen, I can't think of the Feast of Tabernacle without thinking of his presence. I'll show you some scriptures of His glory, of His power changing our lives. Lord, show us your glory. You can't think of this of Tamar without thinking of His presence, of His glory, of His power changing our lives. As we celebrate it by faith, God revealing to us His plans and purposes for our times and our generation. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of our redemption. That's the whole purpose of, uh, during that feast of Pentecost, uh, I mean of uh, Passover, all those feasts and, and, and Pentecost, and that's the whole purpose of this, for God's plans and purposes to be revealed in that generation and change the generations to come. Let me see if we can read a scripture here quickly in Romans chapter five from the amplified Bible. I'm showing you why you should be expecting, expecting the manifestation of the will of God. Therefore, verse 1, since we are justified, acquitted of sin, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing, Up. that's the Amplified Classic I'm reading, Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us the fa- grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. Look at this verse 2. Through Him also we have access, we have entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, which is states of God's favor, in which we firmly And safely stand. Oh, that's wonderful. But look at this. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. So look at this. What precedes the other? Rejoicing and exulting precedes the glory, enjoying the glory. Are you seeing that? Let me read it again. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. So rejoicing uh, precedes us experiencing or enjoying the glory of God. People say this, when I see it, I will start rejoicing. No. No. This is how faith comes. When you see the word of God, you see this is your promise, before you experience it, rejoice. 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 When all bills are paid, no. Thank God. You can thank God when they have been paid. But even if they have not been paid, even if they look like nations around you, start rejoicing. You are releasing spiritual weapons in the spirit realm and you are opening a wide door for the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. In verse 3 it says this, moreover let us also be full of joy when? Now. Are we reading the same scriptures over there? Come on now. Verse 3. Moreover, let us also be full of joy when? 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 Now. It's a time for joy. Let us exalt and triumph in in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unsolving endurance. Count it all joy when you are going through various trials and temptations. Oh, I'm telling you, it frustrates the devil. He just doesn't know what's going to happen. You remember that 2 Chronicles 20 20, uh, of King Jehoshaphat? Here, there are nations surrounding, a big army surrounding the the children of of Judah, and God gives an an instruction, uh, send forth singers. Oh, that's no wisdom according to men. Send singers? But look at this. Rejoicing and singing in the midst of trouble. frustrates stressed the enemy, he doesn't know even what to do next. It causes such confusion in his kingdom because the Bible says the armies of the enemy started killing each other. That's confusion, people. Do you want to confuse the enemy? Rejoice even when negative reports has just knocked at your door. Start rejoicing. Start rejoicing. Oh, pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do in October. Oh, you know what to do. Rejoice. You don't, I don't know what I'm going to do in the month of November and December. I ate all the fees and they are opening tomorrow. I don't know why you ate all the fees. As you call them, wait. But, but, listen, it's already done. What do you do? Rejoice. Get into your home. Rejoice. And praise the Lord and honor him for he is good and his mercies endure forever. Listen to this and, and, and endure verse 4. Fortitude develops maturity of character, approved faith and tried integrity and character of this sort produces and character of this sort produces the habit. I want this. Say, I want this. The habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. And of course, this hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Quickly, Psalm 16, verse 11. What I have said, I can't think of this feast without thinking of his presence, his glory, his power, changing our lives, and then his joy. His joy. Psalm 16, 11 says, You'll show me the path of life. In your presence. In your presence. So if you are in his presence, it says, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Church, that's what his presence does. Listen. Rejoicing. Even if you don't feel like, but because the word of God says, it provokes his presence. And when his presence shows up, things change. Paul and and Silas. Are they in the perfect situation? No, they aren't. But listen, they started praising the Lord. They started singing praises to the Lord. In other words, they stirred up that joy that was dormant in them and to choose to supersede the pain they were feeling by express, expressing their thankfulness and praises and joy to the Lord. And he delivered them. In John 1:14 from the Amplified Bible, classic says, and the word Christ became the flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh. Lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory. I wanted you to see something. His presence, which is tabernacling with these people, what, what you see uh, in, in his presence, you see what? Glory. Glory. So I'm, I'm emphasizing the point, uh, the point that I can't think of, you can't think of the Feast of Tabernacles and, and you don't think of his presence and don't think of his glory and think of don't think of his power because even when Jesus came the bible says that him being in the flesh tabernacling fixed his tent of flesh lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory remember the bible says in john chapter 2 that uh, in the in the wedding can kind of galilee it was the beginning of the manifestation of his glory all right do you want that Prince Paul to come back? Yes. All right? Yes. Now, his glory. Look at this. His honor, his majesty. If you think of his honor and majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace. Expect that in this season. Full of grace, favor, loving kindness, And truth. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I expect expect during this season your glory, your your honor, your your majesty, your your grace, grace, favor, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Every reason to rejoice. Every reason to rejoice. Is there anyone who can rejoice in his house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Is there anyone who can rejoice in His house? Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Now, I see come because of time. I see I'm, I come to a place of winding up. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter sixteen. Deuteronomy chapter sixteen, from verse thirteen. I need to pay attention to that. He says, You shall observe the Feast of Tabernacles seven days when you have gathered from your threshing floor and from your winepress. And you shall do what? Rejoice in your feast. You and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant and the Levite, the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow. You know, the Levite, the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow, they are, they are they qualified to be given. In fact, tithe, it talks about that in, in Deuteronomy chapter 26. Who are within your gates? So he's saying this, in, 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 other, in other words, saying this, it's a season to give. It's a season to give. You know. <laughs> Someone cannot say that, like, I'm so joyful. And they are stingy. You understand? I'm so joyful. Have you seen people who are celebrating? You remember, you remember the time? Oh, my goodness. Uh, the time of Esther, when there was celebration and, and the king there was so much celebration, and no, not Esther. Uh, the time of John the Baptist, when King Herod was the daughter came and celebrated and all that. Uh, they were celebrating and they were so-called happy. There no, no joy. There's no joy without God. You understand? But he felt that he is at the best of his mood. And then told the daughter, I'll give even half of my kingdom if you asked. Now that's a person who's now feeling like they are their best. If I have great expectation, if I'm joyful and I'm expecting what God is going to give, do you know what, uh, to, to manifest in my life, I will give by faith. Why? That's so in every season, a joyous season, is marked by giving. You see, realize people are giving, are giving. It's out of their generosity and out of the spirit of that season. And he says this, seven days, verse 15, you shall keep a sacred feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses, because the Lord your God, this is a promise, listen, which he always keeps will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands so that you surely rejoice that's a promise hey did he fulfill that promise in the 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 time of passover this feast of passover he's always fulfilled his promises He's always fulfilled his promises. He told the disciples, wait for the promise of the Father. He promised He fulfilled. We see him, Jesus, in the Yom Kippur, as the the atonement. Took away all our sins and all that. He fulfills it. Every time God gives a promise, he must fulfill it. He must fulfill it. He says, is this life come to an end? No, it hasn't come to an end. But I'm telling you, if we trust in him, If we keep our part by trusting him, he'll always keep his his part. But if we keep our part by trusting him, we'll see his goodness. No matter what is happening all around us. So then he says, and because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce. I want that. Lord, I want that. 2020 is a year of supernatural increase. Oh, but pastor, some things have happened since March. It's a year of supernatural increase. Listen, we're in this feast. We are the end of it, of the year 2020. Choose the garments of praise. Choose the garments of praise. Trade that for a heart of a heaviness or spirit of heaviness. And, then, and in all the work of your hands, so that you shall you surely rejoice. And then in Deuteronomy, uh, still continuing, verse 16 says, Three times a year of your males, uh, all your males, there's no male, there's no female. We have the new covenant, all right? Uh, Shall appear before the Lord your God at the place he chooses, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, uh, Pentecost, and at the Feast of Tabernacles, which we are in the season, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Listen, verse 17. Every man shall give as he is able. God doesn't put pressure on people. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you. That you have to to know it inside of you. What has God given to me? That's why we announce and to tell you to prepare. Listen to this, church. We come before God our Father in this feast in faith with our special seed. Offering our fast fruits by faith. Why fast fruits? You may ask yourself. Why fast fruits by faith? We are trusting Him for the beginning of new things in our lives. I uh, like Pastor Carla said, she asked the Lord years ago, uh, what is fast, why fast fruit and, and thinking about fast fruit? And the Lord says this that fast fruit is a beginning of a new thing. It's a beginning of a new thing. So, we are trusting him for the beginning of a a new thing in our lives. It is our expectation, listen, of supernatural harvests. Plural. Not just one harvest. Supernatural harvests. Now I'm going to explain some things on that. Listen, we depend on his ability. Not our smartness like what Elder Francis would say. We depend on his ability. Listen, we depend on his power to bring to pass his promises in our lives, in our generation. We depend on his power. We depend on his ability. Remember that the children of Israel were instructed by God to bring the first fruits of their expected harvest. And as they brought it, they are depending on God to fulfill his word To give them the blessing To bless their crops So that they may what? They may harvest huge harvest Or they may get huge harvest It's God's ability Just like you think in the principle of tithing I'm believing God I'm giving him his 10% And I'm believing him for this 90% To be able to protect it it's not much. It's not much what, that which I've given to him, but comes in, that he comes in, coven, in covenant, and when he comes in, he changes everything. Amen. Things do not remain the way they were when he shows up. That's God. Do you, do you want to see God working in your life? So, working in a place, when you see things, keep changing to his glory. I was, talking and I was talking to the Lord concerning something, and I said, Lord, it happened this way, and it happened this way, and it has happened in the past this way. Now, because you've never changed, we are not going backwards, we're going forward. So it becomes better. Listen, that's what God does. Every year, every year of your life, for things to become better and better, and better my goodness I'm thinking like we are going until one o'clock I ought to be finishing listen we believe God for the great harvest of souls in our generation the feast also is also known as the feast of in gathering so the souls the harvest of, of souls in every of these three feasts we receive the first fruits we saw what we did we do as a church and as a ministry we saw fast to the to Israel Or fast to the Jews as the Lord leads us every single uh, fast-fruit offering we receive during this feast church we do fast to to Israel and God always shows us exactly what to do with that and listen this we will then we believe God for his purpose for Israel in this end time harvest and do you know what happens for you who's sowing that fast-fruit offering Do you know what happens? There's a blessing in Genesis chapter 12 that was pronounced on Abraham and his descendants. And Israel is the nation of God. He pronounces and says this, I will bless those who bless you. I want the blessing of God. I don't know about you. He says this, I will bless those who bless you. So what are we doing as a church? What are you doing as believers? We are blessing the nation of Israel. And we anticipate what? The blessing of God. We'll share with you some of the things that we have seen since we started doing that. We'll share with you some another time. When the the time comes, uh, is ripe to share with you. In fact, Pastor Carl and I were talking about it even this, this past week. Even some things that we have seen this year. I'm talking of this year. Some things that we have seen this year. And we do believe the reason for that. One of the reasons... And the ma- one of the major reasons is our obedience to do that to the Jews first. We live conscious of the fact that there's more to come. The life that we are living now is not all that there is for us to experience. Come on, remember that. The life that you are living now is, is not all that there is for you, for you to experience. There is more. Listen, you rejoice because there is more. There is more. We involve the Lord in our expected results. Therefore, we rejoice because He is faithful. Look at Joshua 21, verse 45. Not a word, look at it on the screen. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken. To the house of Israel. All. Came. To pass. He will always. Fulfill his word. He will always. Fulfill his promise. Listen. One of these days. The Lord shall appear in the, in the clouds. And you shall be taken home. And it, Better things than we can ever imagine have just begun. One of these days is happening. Listen, but what am I, what am I saying in all this? As believers and as a church, we need to pay attention to this feast. God will always fulfill his promise. While the children of Israel faithful, they want. Did God remain faithful? Yes, he did. That's you and I in our generation, people. Even if no other people, uh, no other person is doing it, you stand by the word of God, believing him for his promises to be fulfilled. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you please lift up your hands? I want to speak this, priestly, uh, these seven blessings of God's festival from Exodus 23, 20 to 31 everyone watching please just be in faith and receive you've given your first fruit offering expect Father thank you for your promises heaven and earth will pass away but your word will never pass away by the authority that is in the name of Jesus by the power that is in your word the word of your power I speak the blessing of God upon your people. That you will assign an angel to them. An angel to them. Making crooked places straight. I speak that favor in the name of Jesus. That you'll be an enemy to their enemies. And if you, Father, God, be for us who can be against us. I speak and I activate that blessing upon them in the name of Jesus that you'll give your people prosperity. I speak that, Father. Strongholds of the enemy, cycles of poverty being removed completely, cycles of defeat being removed from your people's lives and the cycles of blessing, of prosperity coming upon their lives, I proclaim it in the name of Jesus upon their lives. You take away sickness from them. Every curse of sickness and disease, every plant that our Heavenly Father has not planted in your body, in your life, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea and receive the healing power of God. You are protected, even your children and our children as they go back to schools. Father, we speak that protection. We speak that protection. We speak the blood of our children that you've taken sickness away from them The curse of COVID-19 shall not touch them. The curse of Corona shall not touch them. We bleed the blood of Jesus of our children. The Lord God will give you long life. With long life, he will satisfy you. Father, thank you for your blessing. I take authority over suicide. I take authority over premature death. I take authority over everything that tries to steal, that tries to steal the life of your people. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. I break that curse of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And I speak the word of God that God, you give your people long life. You grant them increase and inheritance. Increase and inheritance comes up in my heart there's been a a struggle concerning in your inheritance that is rightfully yours the lord says i will vindicate you i will make sure that comes to you so stop fighting the battle is not yours the battle belongs to the lord that property will not go your inheritance will not be taken away the devil The enemy is rebuilt and justice and favor has come upon you concerning that property. And God, thank you, Father, for giving us a special year. A special year. We speak that. A special year. As we come to the end of this 2020, the supernatural increase, we go into uh, 2021 and it's a special year especially a beginning now, and we thank you, Father, for your goodness. For God, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Thank you for every giver. Thank you for the multiplication of every seed. Thank you for giving your people rest. And thank you, Father, for victory. In Jesus' name, amen.